0: You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight, we're back to Ultra Q. So tonight, we are looking at episode six, grow turtle and episode seven sos mount fuji and we will start with grow turtle and i just want to tell you all sit down and (laughs) buckle in (laughs) uh at school a boy named taro isn't paying attention to his schoolwork he's measuring his turtle and no that's not a euphemism he's experimenting with a growth formula for his turtle. He hopes it will grow to 99 centimeters so it can take him to the Dragon Palace. He is sent to the roof as punishment. There, there is a bank robbery next door, which he witnesses. He tries to report it, but as the boy who lies all the time, no one believes him. Later, still at school as he tortures and harasses his turtle, he encounters the gangsters who have evaded the police and are hiding in the school. His turtle has bit the leg of one of the gangsters, and when they run, he pursues them, escaping with them into the back of a truck. Meanwhile, for no logical reason, pilots Jun and Ipe, along with reporter Yuri, are checking out the robbery. They enter the school and listen to the school break the bad news to Taro's parents. Our heroes play no further part in this story. On the truck, his turtle won't let go. And as they come to a police checkpoint, Taro spies the gangster's machine gun and takes it from them, pointing it at both the gangster's and himself. The gun goes off, drawing attention. The police chase them through an amusement park. They escape into some underground tunnels, Taro still following to retrieve his turtle. He dreams about his dragon palace visit and the princess Otohime. When he awakes... His turtle has grown to 99 centimeters, terrifying the gangsters, who flee to turn themselves in, returning with the police to confront the giant turtle. Before they can, Tara rides the turtle off, where they pass through solid walls and fly at hypersonic speeds out to sea, and then, finally, to the Dragon Palace under the waves. At the palace, which is quite minimalist, he meets Otohime, who is a mischievous girl with a runny nose. First, Taro gets blown up by a bluff atomic bomb. Then, he chases the girl on his turtle. She is flying on, first a rocket, then a dragon. And finally, <clears throat> the turtle is shot down by the dragon. Otahime extracts a promise from Taro. He must never lie again. Then, she gives him a present to be used if he's in trouble. Next, he's back at school with his worried parents. He promises to never lie again, but when he tells them where he was, they think he's lying. To prove it, he opens the box, but he is turned into an old man, and everyone laughs at him, but then he's back to normal. Next day in class, Taro is studying, and everyone else is playing with their turtles. The end. Um, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was a little... Yeah, even on
1: my second watching, I was like, okay, not sure where they're going with this, but, you know, I, I, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> it it, it, is, uh, it is a bizarre mishmash of ideas, and did it ever really happen, and is yeah. it? Yeah, I
1: think as a kid, wanted to go to the Dragon Palace, which I guess is uh, Ryoguji.
0: Ryoguji, yeah.
1: Yeah, Ryugujiu. Um, a a uh, undersea castle. With uh,
0: giant uh, turtles, s-
1: yeah, six meter long snake creatures. Yep,
0: yeah, that too. Yep, yep, yep. And the princess Otohime. That's uh, right, part exactly. Of part. So I
1: guess I guess he really wanted to go there, and for some reason, a ninety nine centimeter long turtle
0: would take him there. It's that's that is the apparently the pass key you need. <laughs> what
1: what if the turtle had been ninety eight or a hundred? Would would he have not gone through the
0: wall? Probably not. Probably not. I think you have to be exactly ninety-nine centimeter turtle to to do that. Although it's unclear where he was measuring front and back. I yeah. I don't know. Shell, head to tail, head out, tail in, tail out, head in. Who knows?
1: It's just I, know. I don't think I would just go from uh, the widest parts of the shell. That's just me, though.
0: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I,
1: I must admit I've never actually measured a turtle before. So
0: I wonder if there's, there's probably some official Guinness Book turtle measuring. Uh, rules somewhere, or, or perhaps yes, even someone uh, like biologists have that.
1: Probably have to translate it from Japanese for some weird reason.
0: Oddly enough. It's a national pastime there, apparently. Um, yeah. it's uh, Staghorn beetles. So, I mean, we're introduced to the boy who... Taro. Taro, who, who is a, a turtle fanatic. They, they call him a turtle fanatic. And, I mean, he is turtle, 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 turtle 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 i mean he is he is really uh, into turtles and apparently lying but mm-hmm. th- that's the first uh, that's the first weird thing about this episode <laughs> really i mean i can accept that there's a kid and he loves turtles and yeah. he's he's he wants to grow a turtle for some reason and he thinks he's got an amazing scientific experiment going on there he's all right i can do turtle strange stuff to make him grow yeah, I can feed that, I, I can buy that. Um, but then, you know, as soon as he says something about it, that that they basically say, "Well, you're always lying all the time, anyway." So we've got the boy who cried wolf, except that we never see him cry wolf. You know, it's 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 right. It's already a fait accompli. This kid already is that kid, and uh, and for punishment, hmm. they send him to the roof. I know. It's like okay, that's weird, but
1: you know, by himself. Yeah. By himself.
0: At least there's and,
1: fences around the walls.
0: Yeah. But or I don't I think they could have the stopped edges. him if he really wanted to go over. Oh no, 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 no. Um, so that's, that's strange. And of course, hmm. when he tries to report the bank robbery, which involved a lot of gunfire and shooting right across the street from the school exactly. during the school day, uh, nobody mm-hmm. believes him because, yep. you know, he lies. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Our gangsters are and we already mentioned this once before. We had gangsters in an earlier episode and they were dressed like Japanese gangsters. The Blues Brothers with hats. Well, the Blues yes. Brothers had hats some of the time, but these guys have them all the time. But they had black uh,
1: masks. Did they have masks on?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for a while, yeah. They, they, oh, uh, right at the yeah, during yeah, the robbery itself. Yeah.
1: Mhm. It,
0: That's right. They did have masks on. Which, you know, I mean, if you're trying to blend into the crowd, that just does not seem to be the way to go. But I guess there there is a we, we could call it a stereotype, but it's actually a it, it's actually a real thing that Japanese industry is very big on uniforms. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps, you know, you just you have to wear your gangster uniform. You, you, you just it's just not permitted. Yeah, you Take here.
1: your gangster card away from you if you don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you can't uh, you can't be in the yakuza if you don't wear the yeah you gotta you find. Wear the suit yeah so um, that's yeah you know, wow, just weird the the machine gun I mean the boy takes the machine gun and I don't know my sphincter clenched And yeah, it's he like ooh, uh, this this oh, no.
1: go a direction real quick
0: I was not expecting <laughs> not this one. to involve bloodshed but uh, <laughs> but no no even when he's looking right down the barrel and pulling the trigger it doesn't go off right so. Until he points in another direction, then it mm-hmm. does yep. mm. which which is the one piece of this that leads me to believe this may be a fantasy,
1: yeah, I think that it's
0: that's a pretty good guess
1: that a pre- pretty good bet that it's uh you know yeah didn't happen yeah, it probably didn't happen, yeah, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, but then again we, we've seen uh you this know, is a show about monsters, so mammoth flowers and uh. Godzilla in drag, living in a cave, and
0: yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe it was, maybe it did happen. Yeah, I love the treatment of the turtle. Oh, I, but
1: I, later on when he's
0: flying well, it. Uh, no, well, no, like at the beginning when he's quote unquote playing with a turtle, beating it with a stick, and and you know shouting he was, at it. He and, was
1: urging it to run. Yes, beating yes, that's it with what a he was stick. Doing. It's just kind of you know spurring it on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking he was traumatizing the thing. and uh, I think
1: being <laughs> held up just with a string tied around its body and swung in the air was good enough to traumatize that turtle right there. There's
0: that. There was that. Quite a lot yeah. of that in the turtle episode. Turtle pendulum. Maybe that's how you, but, tr-
1: you tell the weather in that school.
0: But my favorite part had to be when it was on the pant leg of the gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you notice some of those scenes when the gangster is running? They had a... F- I assume it was a fake turtle... Clamped to his pant leg. Yeah. And I mean, it was just. Flapping away. Flapping away, Mm -hmm. banging back and forth as he (laughs) ran across the way. Like, okay, that's an attention to detail. It amuses the hell out of me. Very tenacious (laughs) turtle. It was. It was a very tenacious turtle. And, I mean, well apportioned. You know, turn signals. Oh, yeah. When it was flying. Yeah. And that hypersonic speed console. Yeah, little hat that
1: (laughs) opened up in a shell. So you got the, the. You know, the the airspeed and yeah.
0: Wow. (laughs) We're talking about this seriously. (laughs) Yes, we are.
1: It was your idea, not mine. It (laughs) was, it was,
0: it was. It's, it's, it really was. (laughs) You you have to feel like there's, there's something that we're missing. Mm. Like, I know (laughs) you mentioned the possibility that maybe this episode went out on uh, Japanese's uh, Children's Day or something. And it didn't. Right. Um but you know it does kind of feel like you know how you get to the Christmas episode in an American TV show and then everything's screwy, reality bends and and things that that couldn't happen normally do and it 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 does kind of have that feel. Yeah. It does kind of have this feel like it's for a celebration or for a holiday or something but Otohimi's birthday perhaps. I who knows. It was definitely
1: based on Japanese folklore. Yes. And yeah, so I think that explains a lot because <laughs> it's it's based on the story of uh, some some I guess uh, fisherman or a kid that goes and visits an undersea castle with mystical things and gold and all
0: that kind of stuff. So yeah, none, none of which this underground underwater castle. Yeah,
1: right? well, you know, it saves on budget if you just have kind of a big white stage with kind of clouds on the floor and. Mm-hmm. A swing that goes up to infinity, held on,
0: held up by the sky. What was the significance of Otohime having a runny nose all the time? I don't know. It was probably
1: just to make her endearing. That's my guess. <laughs> I, I mean, it,
0: it's it's very common when you see a group of Japanese kids in one of these shows that one of them will invariably be <laughs> with the the finger in the nose and, yeah, and it's, whatnot. It's, that's
1: pretty true of all kids anywhere. Actually, <laughs> it's got to be one of them's going to have some uh, highly exaggerated,
0: H- highly exaggerated, like it was here. Oh well, yeah, but, you
1: know it's it's uh, it's it's how they tell the story, I guess. Just like gangsters wearing gangster uniforms.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Um, but uh, I I don't know what it's supposed to tell us about the kid. Oh, I, I have not is that a
1: the clue?
0: <laughs> you know, is that the is that the the, the dirty kid or is that the, the stupid kid or is that the spoiled kid? I think, you there's, know, there's, there's probably the, a,
1: maybe it's the kid that needs to be protected. I don't know.
0: So, uh, we have that. And, and, and then we get to this whole bit where, you know, it, it goes back to that central premise that they didn't bother to establish that Taro lies all the time. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, now, you know, you have to promise never to lie again. And she beats him up a bit, you know, atomic bombs, things like that. <laughs> I think there was a bottle of turtle food. Yeah, that, that Tara just
1: said was an atomic bomb on Earth.
0: Yes. Yeah. But
1: uh, but then it blew
0: up, <laughs> right in his face. So it uh, uh, looks like a real atomic bomb, and his hair was all standing up, and his face had been blacked up from the from the uh, atomic fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you I mean, have oh to wonder. You have to wonder how well something like that would actually play in Japan where they're not that long after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah. And even just the general bombing of Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you've got a sense of humor about it. So, I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't laugh, you gotta cry, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah, that that was weird. So she gives him that box, you know, to be used in an emergency.
1: Yeah, that was really confusing. Okay,
0: it fine. was. It
1: was. Yeah, it turns into Grand Grandpa Taro. What? Yes. How's yep. that supposed to help? Everyone's like, <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't know. In case I you mean,
1: need more ridicule, open box. Hmm, okay.
0: Except that then everyone seems to forget it, so it's like it was a. a, a it, uh, it was. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is just a downright freaking weird mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, of you know there there is an episode of Ultraman. Boy, let me see if I can pull the English title out of my head on this one. I can't definitely can't pull the Japanese title. It's something like Gift from Heaven, right? And you know, Ultraman is not the most serious of shows, but it is you know an adventure show. And then they have this one episode where they pull out all the stops and they just do really weird stuff in it like trying to dispose of the monster instead of instead of their usual wheel attack it and shoot at it and ineffectively they try things like attaching a giant well it's not quite a beanie uh helicopter beanie but it's basically a <laughs> helicopter thing to fly it off and okay. and when that when that fails they and I wish I was making this up. They uh, they drug it so it uh-huh. goes to sleep, uh, and then they stick hoses in its butt <laughs> and fill it with hydrogen. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so it floats off. <laughs> wow, they
1: didn't put a big mustache on in in you know felt tip on its face or anything like that, or no, no, no. Wow, no. Draw draw glasses on its face.
0: Wow. Okay. So I mean, so that one that episode just comes out of the blue you're watching regular episodes and then you get this bizarre one where they're they're just playing it completely not straight. <laughs> and and I I don't know why. I just this is even weirder than that one because this one doesn't have any doesn't have any uh standards to to play on. Right? Mm-hmm. The Ultraman is is playing with the format of the show Ultraman and the things that they do, and they're trying to make them, you know, funny. This one is just weird. It's just absolutely <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's just uh, weird. I don't know. I would I would absolutely not point somebody to this episode and say, oh, you want to see what Ultra Q's about? Episode six. No. Bro-turtle. No, I'd say just, no. just ignore episode six. Just, yeah. Um, it, it is. Uh... And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out the ending either. So the next day he's doing his studies and everyone mm-hmm. else is measuring think, their turtles?
1: I'm guessing everybody wants to have a 99 centimeter long turtle so they too can go visit the undersea castle that's full of dragons and stuff.
0: Did, did, the, did they the not hear his story that it was actually not fun?
1: Well, you know, they're kids. I don't know. Or maybe now they think, you know, turtles are cool. It's the in thing, you know, for a it's week It's the or in two. thing.
0: It's like, wow, I didn't know I could do that with a turtle. It's also very strange that Ipe Yud, and, uh and, and Yuri just show up to investigate a random bank robbery and kind of stand in the back of the room while they're talking to the parents and then leave. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> Contractual obligation appearance by, uh, by the team, apparently. As long as we get paid, I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah it's like okay we're making the uh the folklore episode and uh okay fine you know we're also going to be shooting another episode so where the principals here are going to be you know available for really an hour busy.
0: so let's use them wisely maybe that's it maybe this is Could the be. second unit team is making this episode <laughs> uh i i don't have much that's it i mean no we no, got I more don't. out of this one than i expected frankly
1: Yeah, I don't really have anything on this one other than it just looked like, you know, Santa Claus versus the Martians. You know, it's one of those weird movies from the 50s. It's like, okay, I'm not quite sure what they're going for here, but what they got was probably not what they wanted.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's probably considered a cult classic, and, uh, you know, they show it at theaters at midnight, and all the people act out the scenes and throw rice. It's... Oh man! Now they
1: sh- they throw uh,
0: turtle food or um,
1: yeah, chlorella or whatever that stuff is the the green algae. Yeah, that he mixed with uh, was it sugar and no uh, sweet potato flour yep. and lemon juice.
0: Mm, <laughs> Apparently, that's mm, what makes mm. a,
1: a turtle big and strong. Ooh.
0: we call it gamma Plus. <laughs> yeah, examiner.
1: exactly. Exactly. Ultra Gamera Plus. Mm. So, is this the first appearance of Gamera? Uh,
0: well, Gamera is a Dai, uh production, so it is not part of the uh, not officially Toho
1: Gamera. Just yeah.
0: Gamera-like. Um, I think Gamera is after this as well, but uh, I'm not a hundred. sure. guy called on um. Yeah, and and I suspect that there's probably a play on words in there on Gamera that I that I'm not getting. It could because be because I think Kami is uh, is turtle. turtle. Yeah. Um. And I've I've always kind of except I've seen the phonetic Japanese the 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 kana and it is Ga Merah. Oh, not Kami Ra, which would make a little more sense, but. Hmm. I, Detour. Woo, detour.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, maybe it's kind of, you know, because it's it's a little bit flat and coin-shaped. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. Like a lens cap on a camera. Exactly. It could be. Uh, language nerds will probably understand this better than we will.
0: <laughs> so I think we're going to take a, a further detour, and we're going to head right mm-hmm. over to Episode 7, SOS Mount Fuji. Hmm. Yuri and Ipe are visiting a volcanologist for a story. There have been signs that the dormant Mount Fuji is awakening from her 250-year slumber. Lake temperatures in the area are rising and ice caves are melting. Ipe is frightened into believing that Mount Fuji has erupted when a group of children's rocket launch goes awry. The local policeman arrives and, and runs them off, but he's got bad news. His word is so distrusted in the nearby town that they don't believe him when he says there are signs of volcanic activity. Also, he hasn't been able to catch up with Takeru, the local Tarzan-like character who lives in the woods. He <laughs> is on giant monkeys. Ipe convinces Yuri that a local Tarzan story is far more interesting than a volcano. <laughs> she agrees. <laughs> oh boy. No one actually knows Takeru's real name, but a local woman is convinced that the wild man is actually her missing younger brother, Takeru. Lost in the forest 15 years ago when he was but four years old. Later, the policeman is guiding Ipe and the local children on a walk through the forest, telling them about Takeru when Takeru appears. The policeman gives chase, hoping to warn him about the volcano. But Takeru is too fast and loses him. About this time, the policeman witnesses what appears to be a volcanic event. A massive boulder is blasted out of a lake and lands nearby on a roadway. The public are notified that Fuji is active. Yuri returns with Jun and the helicopters so they can survey the whole area. The boulder is blown up by workmen and the rubble deposited back in the forest under the watchful eye of Takeru. Later, during the night, the rocks form together around a mysterious white orb that was inside the original boulder and become a monster, which chases Takeru and eventually knocks a tree on him, trapping him. Yure Ipe Jun and the woman who thinks Takeru is her brother are searching the woods the next day. They spy the monster. The policeman, also searching the forest nearby, finds Takeru and rescues him as the monster attacks again. They flee to Takeru's cave where they briefly are trapped by a rockfall. They escape due to Takero's prodigious strength. They meet the others, and when the policeman tries to shoot the monster, Takero knows what he must do. He steals the gun and attacks the monster, jumping on its back, and then digging in and grabbing the white orb leaps off the monster as the monster's body becomes inert. Throwing the orb into the air, he shoots it, destroying it. An avalanche caused by the volcanic heat melting the snow on Fuji briefly threatens everyone, but eventually just covers the monster's carcass. Takero recognizes his sister and is taken back to civilization where he's given a suit, a tie, a haircut, and the attention of the Japanese press. As Takeru, a new man, stands proud, the local children finally manage to get their rocket to launch. So here's my... <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yes. So here's my theory on this one. Okay. All right. You got, Picture this. You got the production office. Yeah. Of Subaraya. You got A.T. Subaraya. You got his two sons, the Subaraya boys, sitting there. Uh, they've got maybe the script editor, and then they got they got some writers coming in, and they're like, "Listen, boss, I got these ideas." I'm like, "All right, hit me with your ideas for some stories. We'll see what we can go." He says, "Okay, I got this idea where there's." like maybe Mount Fuji is going to explode and we could explore what might happen if people thought Japan's most famous and cherished icon mountain was going to blow up. Okay. All right. All right. What's your next one? Well, I got this idea about a policeman and he's a really nice guy, but he's kind of a bumbling idiot. Nobody believes him and, and the problems that this might cause uh, in, in a town if you had a policeman in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That's an interesting idea. Give me another one. Give me another one. All right. Uh, We've got these kids and they're, they're trying to get their rocket to launch and they, they like to cause mischief and stuff. All right, all right, good, 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 go. Give me another one. Um, uh, what about a Tarzan-like wild man that's been raised in the woods and and he's uh, they try to get him back to civilization? Oh, I like that, I like that, good, good. Can you, what about a, a monster story? Sure, sure, I, I could do a monster story. Okay, great, put them all together and give me a script got mm-hmm. uh, forty-eight hours. Uh, right, <laughs> right, boss. Uh, th- thanks for the opportunity. Exactly.
1: <laughs> right, AJ. We'll get right on that.
0: Plunge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Wow, yeah, exactly. for me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a lot. This, yeah, it
1: was a very busy story, but didn't go too far. Um, or yeah, far what, enough. Yeah, perhaps. Well, I mean, they took I, yeah, care of the monster.
0: They did take care of the monster. And, you know, to be fair, the scene where he le- leaps on the back and he's riding it and he's trying to get his purchase up so he can get at that white orb was kind of amusing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the monster did have Godzilla's roar. Yes, that was Absolutely. pretty cool. That was definitely yep. Godzilla's roar. Yeah. We're using Godzilla. I, in a way, I'm kind of disappointed because again right if you were if you were telling a story there is an interesting story to be told if people thought mount fuji was going to erupt right i mean yeah from it it truly is a treasured icon of of japan it's oh oh, yeah it's a symbol and you know imagine if that blew its top off first Mm -hmm. off it's people in the area and yeah there'd be some trouble yeah and it would be uh uh
1: it, why if they thought that a tarzan voice story was more important than possible volcanic eruption of, and destruction of a huge portion of their
0: society is beyond me ipe's not the smartest uh, cabbage in the patch okay there is that yes there is that it is a I, if it were true right i mean in other words if you had a story that that was like there's a local wild band living in the woods I'm amazed that this isn't known all over Japan already because that is exactly the kind of store news story newspapers would go for. I think right? there's probably I mean, wild men living about
1: every other forest in Japan from the way it looks so far. Uh, so far, yeah, in the 60s anyways.
0: <laughs> that's true. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe they they they're out there and they Still think the war is being fought. I don't I or, you just... know, some
1: kid who couldn't handle the pressure of cram school and just ran off into the woods one day. And he's been there for 20 dropout. years. Yeah. Yeah. He just couldn't handle it. And, you know, he's been living off from, you know, stuff he finds on the edges of farms for who knows long. And befriending giant apes. and apes. <laughs> Turtles along the way.
0: Battling bears. And, yeah. We... Yeah.
1: becoming a crack shot with a pistol. Oh, yeah. Never actually shot. having one. Yeah. It was amazing.
0: And the fact that he speaks English is pretty good, too, considering that he's been there since he was four.
1: Exactly. So he's about 19 now.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's like,
1: okay, great. Maybe he has a radio, too. I don't know.
0: (laughs) And he charges it by stirring lemon juice and coconuts. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Geothermal vents. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's true. Well, do they did they have geothermal vents around Fuji and before this? before this started i thought fuji was relatively not active i mean really not active as in no thermal activity in the area at all well there's got to be some hot springs around there somewhere (sighs) in the area possible um i I didn't think i mean i thought my personal impression was is that fuji was truly dormant not you know not like well well, it could still be on the active cycle because you know some volcanoes you know, we're coming back and other volcanoes, you're pretty sure are not coming back. Like, you know, like the ones outside, uh, Flagstaff, they're not coming back. It's just not going to happen.
1: Um, yeah. I don't think sunset crater is going to erupt anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, ever. um, but, uh, but it is 2020. So who a <laughs> couple more months, Whoa, keep those yeah, bingo cards out kids. <laughs> volcanoes yeah. in Arizona could
1: happen. um, <laughs> got a pretty good wager on that one so i'm hoping
0: (laughs) so i mean it would be a fascinating story but i don't know i don't know that you should go like this you should say hey let's just dump the volcano story and let's go with the wild man story it's like wow two bylines what about that yuri yeah oh by the way uh
1: mount fuji is an active stratovolcano that last erupted in 1707 to 1708
0: 250 years ago yeah so well, as of that show yeah, exactly
1: yeah. so yeah, yeah somewhat so wouldn't build a house next to it
0: i don't think you're allowed to
1: i don't know i haven't been that close to fuji so i've seen it in the on the horizon well, i've, seen it, the, and that's I've it. seen it in the
0: horizon yeah me too yeah <laughs> that's about it uh, didn't i get but you know I, it could be one of those things like you know the great pyramids if you catch it from the right angle uh, it looks like it's in the middle of the desert. And if you catch it from any other angle, you realize it's in Cairo.
1: <laughs> yes. Now, there's no no houses near it, but there's enough. You know, if there was a big eruption, there would be cities
0: devastated by it. They have to be. That's an interesting concept to explore, but um, it's it's used... Not only is it used as a almost throwaway in this... Uh, I've got another question for you. Mm-hmm. Was it actually... Coming active or not. Well in this story. we don't know. <laughs> Cause it well, could have been the monster, right? It, right,
1: exactly. It could have been the monster. We never find out after the monster has been dispatched if the temperature of the lake has gone down and things like that. I mean there's so, yeah, the yeah, we ice don't know
0: avalanche, but uh there Actually, is a there line that. there is a line that the policeman says to the volcanologist, he says, Well, you know, my granddad or Town's granddad or whatever says that 80 years ago this happened mm-hmm. and you know nothing nothing came of it and the volcanologist says well there's no record of that and and the cop says well you know you should listen to old people <laughs> basically yeah because yeah, we don't um, know
1: what senility is yeah yeah mm-hmm. so
0: uh he uh, says there's
1: giant flying turtles okay yeah giant flying yeah. turtles
0: it is i'm yeah, sure Sure, could be. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know what our our final uh, disposition on this was uh, with regards to the volcano on Fuji. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that is one. The policeman. Oh, yeah. I sort of liked the policeman. Uh, I,
1: I yeah, he was definitely um, the the. I wouldn't say he's like the barney fife character
0: no but he was he was thoughtful he was he seemed to be considerate and a nice guy he seemed like the kind of guy you'd want to you know not gun you down in the street for a parking ticket but um he uh but he also had that sort of Okay, we're stuck in this situation. What do we do? First thing you do, you take stock of what you've got on your situation, on your person for inventory. You know, it's very methodical, very thorough, a a little bit. You could treat that as a little bit as a joke at the same time, Mm -hmm. but it's not wrong.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what you're supposed to do in a situation, especially if you're trapped in a cave by a giant rock that's been pushed down by a rock monster.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you need to be looking at what your, your possible situation Yeah, he
1: is. he kept saying, "I'm no good." You notice yeah, that number I did of times. It's that. like was that verbatim Trans-
0: or translation issue? Or What was he saying? I didn't quite make out the Japanese. I didn't either, and I kind of get a feeling that that is probably idiomatic. Yeah, in some way, um, not not literal. But it was translated literally, so maybe he's actually know.
1: saying something like "I'm an idiot." Oh, stupid!
0: Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, something of that nature. I, I kind of get that feeling. But
1: and like the first sentence out of his mouth when he meets the the uh, reporters and guys is, "It's like the the town folk don't believe me because of my lying." It's like uh, you're a cop. That's, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> oh
0: my. That's taro all grown up, um no. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes, that was a strange that was a strange line too um then again, maybe
1: little... that's that uh one of those stereotypical characters that you find in anime shows or uh, or Japanese mm-hmm. t v series where they've got kind of the the uh trying to do good but bumbling i wouldn't say idiot you know. Yeah, or an idiot with a golden heart—that sort of thing.
0: I, it's very often a cop too. In in the shows I watch, it's really? very often it's the cop on a bicycle. He's he's oh a, yeah. Okay. A buffoon yeah yes yes well meaning yeah. but
1: yeah so it's 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 part of their storytelling methods yeah okay yeah
0: you know I and mean, he was he was trying to do good at, at any oh time, yeah but he, yeah he was... I,
1: you know I think as soon as he he. You know, he. I have a feeling that he was trying to run down uh, Takaro to kind of warn him. Yeah, warn him, get him out of the area, and then yeah, you know that's... maybe get him a hot meal and a, a pair of new
0: shoes. E- you know? Exactly right. He was. He was definitely trying to run down Takaro yeah, to tell, was, warn him about the volcano. That was. that was explicit at the. Yeah, he's, the he's definitely
1: a, a a good guy. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yep. But but strange. (laughs) (laughs) Now I will say this for this episode. um, Unlike the, unlike the previous episode, this one had a lot of location footage Mm -hmm. in the woods Yes, and it was lovely.
1: Oh yeah. I want to go to that waterfall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When they, they do those shots at the waterfall, I'm going, wow, that is, they just, I think they wrote this story just, yeah, that was the other pitch. Hey, we got this scene where the guy's in front of a waterfall. Okay, good, good. Good. Put that in there too. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. It's like okay, we're gonna do a little uh,
1: travel log here for uh, for uh, uh, Fuji area. Nice yeah. places in Japan. Shirato Falls near Five Lakes. Yeah, Fuji Five Lakes. Hmm. So apparently that's where that was shot.
0: So I mean, it it, it is uh, it, it it is nice to it's nice to look at. Um, oh
1: yeah, the color photos
0: I found of it is absolutely gorgeous. Let's see what else do we have. We've got the kids. What? First off, boom, rocket explodes. Ipe, terrified.
1: Right. He thinks the mountains exploded, but actually it's just
0: the uh, rocket exploding in that little launch pad. Yeah. Yeah. And they run off and Mm -hmm. don't do anything. And then later, they're standing around watching the the workman, the bumbling idiot workman, try to dispose of the giant boulder. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs)
1: Yeah, that that bit of slapstick where the, the kid or the guy running the uh the uh, the demolition The plunger, yeah. Yeah whatever the they call it. Charger, that. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah I guess the kid's bubblegum pops and he's startled and he sets off the the explosion like twenty seconds early. Yeah, about ten, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming too. Oh yeah, just the way he was he was gawking at the guy. Yeah. The kid. And the balloon was getting bigger and the time countdown yep. was going down and and then when it pops and he's like, oh, he's going to do this. And, you know, rocks fly everywhere. I'm thinking that the rest of the crew should have been a lot more steady at 20 seconds mm-hmm. than than they, apparently they were. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they've done this before. Hurt, don't know. Yeah. Well, how often does a giant boulder get plopped down in the middle of a road in Japan? I mean, a really big boulder. Not just. I, a, I would say a often. <laughs> Well, you know, some boulders, yeah. I true, yeah, I mean, there's a have lot have of mountains, mountains Landslides, yeah. That's true. I have seen the roads in Taiwan and the hills are very yeah, similar. So, yeah. Terrifying.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, I will mm-hmm. fly. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I suppose they should have known better. Um, but I'm still thinking 10 to 20 seconds early on the explosion should not have. Uh, I mean, yes, it's definitely, uh, you don't do that. Yeah. But, um, and I'm not even sure you were supposed to detonate it until it got to zero.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, give everybody ample time to get out of the area. But, um,
0: yeah. I think uh, it was so the probably kids back for
1: that. fallout from the previous episode. They had some jokes left over and says, you know, we got to use these. They're going to go bad. <laughs>
0: That's right. They'll go stale if we don't. <laughs> <this right>
1: <laughs> got to use them. So, <laughs> There's some so,
0: rationing of jokes. So after the policeman saves uh, Takeru's life, uh, Takeru uh, says, thank you. Because apparently he can speak. Up till this now point, nobody knew he could speak. Well, he can say that much anyways. Yeah. And um, that's enough to bring him back out of the wilderness. He recognizes his sister immediately. I am, I am thinking that he would not be able to do that.
1: Well, he's been lurking at the outskirts of town for years, spying on
0: her. Ah, <laughs> the rest right. of the family he, just but wondering. He, he didn't realize it was his sister until that moment. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. knows. But... The part that's just bizarre as all heck to me about that is after they have their little reunion and the avalanche covers the carcass and mm-hmm. the, the next shot is Takeru in a suit and a tie yep. getting a haircut. Yep. Now, I don't know about you, but if, if, if I rescued a wild man from the mountains, I'm thinking the bath, the shave, and the haircut. Come before the new suit of clothes. Uh, yeah, it could be. Especially teaching him to tie a tie. True, true. Maybe
1: he remembers I mean, that from being a little kid.
0: When he was know? four, that's right. Because they did, yeah. oh, they have to wear ties starting in, right in the crib. Yep. Um, <laughs> diaper and tie. Just to get used to being a salaryman. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And... It's like, oh, well, you you know, you should be proud. So he throws his chest out. (laughs) And when he throws his chest out, the kids finally get their rocket launched. It's like, what? Yeah. Why are these kids in
1: this? (laughs) It's like the director had an idea. I have this idea for a cool shot. Well, just throw it in there
0: whenever you want. Okay. Sure. Why not? Okay. We got it. We got it. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I did like the monster. Gorogos. I think that's mm-hmm. how you pronounce his name.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I think.
1: Yeah, it's actually a kind of cool looking, cool looking monster. He's very uh, triangular, but uh, kind of neat looking.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, like all good uh, monsters, I think he comes back a few times over the mm. years in Ultraman episodes. They they like to they like their nostalgia on the monster costumes, and I yeah. don't think it's just a cost cutting thing. I think they because half the time it looks like they've completely remade, remade the suit. It's just it is just, literally just nostalgia thing. But I oh I a place where I've seen it, but I would swear I've seen that one before, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking I'm sure maybe Ultra Seven. It,
1: as soon as this came out, I'm sure that there was instantly a Gorgos fan club. You know, every kaiju has some. You know they're they're devout followers.
0: Yeah, every every uh, every kaiju has
1: his own fan club. Kaiju fans of Japan. Oh, there yep. he is.
0: Hold on, let's find out because that makes for great podcasting. It's listening to people read from Wikipedia. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I'm doing it right now. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> he was supposed to be an Ultraman, but get replaced by Red King. He's in the Ultraman manga. Hmm. And, uh, uh, no, he he apparently got uh, listed but removed from Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legends, the movie. (laughs) That's a hell of a title. Put that on the card. All right. Huh. So apparently he just keeps getting dropped, poor guy. Oh. Oh, well. I feel sorry for him. There's somebody else that looks a lot like him then. There must be somebody who looks a lot like him. In in one of the other ones, anyway.
1: Mega Monster Battle, Ultra, Ultra Galaxy, Galaxy like, Legends, the movie. He's 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 the neck of Beluda. Be, I, Beludra, yeah. Yeah, Beludra. There you go. I found that note.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. It's a, mm, got nothing else on this. No, that's about it. How well do we think Takarui going to integrate into Japanese society?
1: Oh, he'll be in the woods living with the
0: monkeys, and within a month, yeah, he, he'll go off to that island with uh, Goro and Goro. It's,
1: yeah, exactly. He's 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 on a the
0: fast boat to there. Wait, I could have had a giant monkey. Ah, oh, Aw, come on. I didn't get anything? Man, I, I just, just lived in def- the woods for fifteen years without a monster. And all I did oh. is defeat this huge rock monster, yeah, boy, with my bare hands.
1: Yeah. Man, that's that superhero stuff right there. Boy.
0: Definitely explains why they decided that they needed to have a giant superhero battling the uh, monsters. Uh, because a guy who lives out in the woods is kind of boring or what? Yeah. It's like, well, you know, how many times can we have a little tiny guy leap on the back of the monster and defeat it? We're going to have to come up with something else. Yeah. So- true. <laughs> true. True. Um, well, so next time we'll be looking at two more episodes. Episodes mm-hmm. 8 and nine and they are Ah, uh, these are some great titles episode eight the terror of sweet honey mm-hmm. and the spider baron oh yeah so Ooh,
1: dan shako. yeah no kaifu. <laughs>
0: all right sure they sound great it, the terror of sweet honey i've always been terrorized by honey well,
1: it all depends on how much and where applied.
0: Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. And and then what else is in the area to... Uh, yeah. I think, Giant isn't that spiders a or bees. Uh, isn't, that a, yes. isn't that a torture? You smother them in honey and then let the ants exactly. get them or yes. something. That somebody's yep. torturing. So maybe that's what the terror of sweet honey is. But you won't know until you find out next time. So, John, thank you for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. And listeners, I hope you'll join us all again next time for some more exciting tales from Alter Q on Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series, Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Next time, we will be looking at the series one finale of Bugs entitled Pulse. So please join me, Eugene. And me, Simon, as we discuss the name of the company that the bugs work for. We talk about the zeitgeist of the 90s and private enterprise spooks. Eugene goes off on one on backups, and we discuss TV detective vans and conspiracy theories. So please come join the conversation next time on Fusion Patrol.